Hello, and welcome to episode 20 of Design Curious Podcast. I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. And today we have a great interview with Krisha Palmer. She's just has another wonderful niche you're going to want to hear about. Let me tell you a little bit about her before we get into the episode. Krisha is a doctor turned designer who left clinical medicine to pursue her interior design degree. Through her business, House Calls for Physicians, she now helps other busy women physicians create inspiring, mindful homes so they can kick back, relax, and enjoy life's moments in them. You'll hear in today's episode that her niche is just really fun. So let's hear from Krisha. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. Hi, Krisha. Welcome to Design Curious Podcast. So glad you're here. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't you tell our listeners um, a little bit about your company and where you're located and all those good details. (laughs) Sure. So my design business is called House Calls for Physicians. And I do residential interior design for other women physicians around the country. And I also have a course where I teach women physicians how to be their own designer and how to design for themselves. I'm located in Little Rock, Arkansas, which you can probably tell by my Southern accent. (laughs) Love it. And um, interestingly, this is my second career. My first career was as a physician. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's start there. So how long were you a physician? So I um, I finished training. I did a residency in pediatrics, and then I did a fellowship in allergy and immunology. And I practiced for about two years before I made the decision to leave medicine to stay at home with my kids who were really young at the time. Okay. And then I uh, decided to go back and get my interior design degree. Okay. Did you always have an, a drawing towards interior design or decorating and those things like as you were growing up or? I did. I past? did. And it's interesting that you asked that because growing up, I was always very um, artistic and creative. I was into dance and theater. And so when I decided to go into medicine, people were really surprised. They're like, oh, we thought you would, you know, at one point I wanted to be a a dancer on Broadway and a music video. So it was like a big kind of switch for me. But looking back, I do remember as a child, I have specific memories of being in my room and getting graph paper and like drawing out my own dream house floor plan. Yes. And I also remember like my favorite game to play with my neighbor was we called it Little People. And, you know, those little, you know, the little people, they look different now, but they used to be little wooden figures. Oh, yeah. So we had this big drawer full of little people and all the furniture and um, just whatever we could find. And we would, I would spend hours creating floor plans, like using rocks to outline the rooms and filling in the furniture. 
things like that, that I look back and I'm like, oh, no wonder I, I love design. <laughs> but really, I wasn't really exposed to interior design. I didn't even realize it was a thing mm-hmm. at that age. And it wasn't until I was really in medical school and that show Trading Spaces came out on mm-hmm. HGTV. Wow. I was like, <laughs> this is what I want to do. And, yeah. and so my passion, you know, it was just like I could put a name to it. So it wasn't until medical school that I really started kind of fantasizing about going and doing that because I wasn't really happy where I was. And it took a while, but I finally, you know, switched courses and been on that path since. What made you want to go to medical school if you're so artistically bent? Yeah, well, I um, I had a high school biology teacher who was wonderful mm-hmm. and I ended up, I took biology one, two, and three from her in high school and really enjoyed it. It was the mm. first time that I think a teacher had made science and biology interesting to me. Yeah. And it made sense. And so, you know, I did well in it and she would repeatedly tell me, you need to go to med school. You need to go to med school. You know, I think that when you're 18, you don't know what you want. You shouldn't know what you want. And yeah. I was like, well, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And then you get in that path and you're so heavily invested with time and money and education that it's it's difficult to make the decision to, you know, turn to a different path. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you decided after a couple of years, you stayed home with your kids and then you wanted to do a design degree. Mm-hmm. So did you do a four-year or two-year or just Yeah, I went back and did a four-year program. Um, I just chose the university that was closest to me that offered that had an accredited program. Mm -hmm. And my kids, like I said, they were about three and very, you know, newborn (laughs) at the time. (laughs) Yeah. So I went very slowly. I took one or two classes a semester. Okay. Yeah. It took me a long time to complete it, but you know, it ended up taking me longer to complete my design degree than it did to go to med school just because of spacing it out so much. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's good. You put family as a priority as well. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, also partly probably why you are doing this because you wanted to make sure you're following your passion and being um, happy and not frustrated with life so that you could be a better mom at home. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So once you graduated with your degree, what did you start doing? So for my internship, I worked with um, a designer here in Little Rock, Toby Fairley. I did my internship with her nice, and totally loved it. Learned just as much or more than I did as I went through school. Yeah. And uh, stayed on as one of her designers for almost two years after that with the knowledge that I I knew I wanted to, you know, be my own boss and have my own business. Mm Mm-hmm. And then after a couple of years, I decided to, you know, create house calls for physicians, which is my current business. Nice. Yeah. So when you were going into working with Toby, did you let her know that your intention was to open your own company someday? And then did did. you start asking her questions about like what it's like? Yeah, so I did. I I was like, you know, eventually I want to do my own thing. But for now, I think that this, you know, I had so much to learn And, you know, she was, she's been an amazing mentor to me. Mm -hmm. And so even just, you know, of course, we talked all the time about her business and I would ask her questions, but just being there and getting the experience of, you know, this is what residential design, kind of the traditional model Mm -hmm. of residential design looks like, you know, what's up, because I didn't know anything about, 
you know, all the purchasing and the installing mm-hmm. and all of that, which is more of kind of the the left brain, what right. I call the left brain part of design. Whereas I had always been focused and really enamored with the right brain, creative, artistic side. Right. Yeah. So I got to really see what it was like, which was invaluable, I think. Yeah. And you still enjoyed it, though. Like you, once your eyes were open to what it was, the career was really like, you still mm-hmm. found that enjoyable. Yes and no. Honestly, it's interesting because I love the creative side, yeah, the actual design work. But the part that I realized I did not really care for was the ordering products, tracking products, yeah. procuring. Installations are fun, of course, right. but it was all that in between, all the logistics of it. Yeah. And so when I went out and created my own business, I decided that I would not do that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I only do the creative part of design for my clients. So I put everything together and they give them sources and links where they can purchase the products themselves and then they do all the rest. Yeah. Is that challenging at all for getting portfolio photos or is that a concern of yours at all? It can be, but I'm about, so it's funny because I thought it was going to be more of a challenge that it's ending up being because I'm not, you know, all my, almost all my projects are, you know, I've never been there. It's, they're like all over the country. And so a lot of those, you know, the end result is dependent on them, you know, getting everything in and executing the design exactly, you know, how I envisioned, which Mm -hmm. doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. Usually it does. Now that I'm several years into business um, and a lot of these remodels and projects take time, the photos are starting to roll in. Okay. So yes, it it, it's kind of a trade-off. I can't, you know, it's not something that necessarily I have a lot of control over, but the feedback and now the photos that are coming in are, I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. So it is something where if I wanted to go photograph it professionally for my portfolio, I could. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then after a couple of years, you turned your focus towards this course. So tell us more about how this course came into being and why you created it. Yeah. So there is a really um, large, tightly knit Facebook community of women physicians. And a lot of them, there are two different Facebook groups for just design and decor. And so I realized there was like a big interest there. And a lot of, you know, they post questions, you know, what kind of sofa should I put in this room? And so there's a lot of kind of back and forth dialogue about that. And I thought, well, you know, why can't I just sort of take what I learned about residential interior design as I went through school and kind of condense that down into like, this is what what's going to be high yield. This is what's going to help you the most and create a course so that, you know, there are a lot of people in general that want to hire a designer, they either don't have the time or the interest to do it themselves. But there are a lot of people that enjoy it and they want to be able to do it themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought, well, you know, I'll teach the women that want to be their own designer, that want to learn those skills themselves. I'll teach them how to do it. And so I created this course called Design Academy. It's a 12-week online course and it basically leads you through, you know, the elements and principles of design, the design process, They get feedback from me and basically, you know, learn those skills themselves. Oh, okay. So is this Design Academy, um, I know you focus it towards the medical community, but could Mm -hmm. anybody take this course? 
Right now, it's just for women physicians, but you know, with I've had other people reach out to me and really want to take the course, and so I'm like, of course, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. you can take it. <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay, and so then you are like helping these ladies learn how to design their own house, and then have some of them. Oh, I actually want to do a little more than just my own house. Like this is something I could get into and maybe even pursue as a second career. So have you had that experience? With, I have. Yeah. yeah, I've had, since I started my business, I've probably had at least 10 to 15 people reach out to me and said, you know, can you talk to me about, you know, I'm interested in either in transitioning out of medicine or I really like this and I'm thinking about doing it as a side gig. Like, do I need to go back to school? Do I not? Like, how do I, what should I think about? Um, so I get asked that question a lot. Yeah. What do you tell them if they need to go back to school? Because oh, I know you did. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I tell them, my main two pieces of advice are number one, your actions are going to depend on whether or not you do want to do it full time and try to replace your income versus a side gig mm-hmm. or more just for the enjoyment of it. Because I think, you know, it's different when you're doing something for fun versus if you're really trying to make money and you're running a business. So that's, that's one thing to consider. And I tell them, you know, for residential interior design, if that's your main focus, you don't have to go back and get a degree. You can Mm -hmm. totally depending, you know, I chose to, but you don't have to, like you can learn design. There's all sorts of courses. There's my course. Um, there's a lot of amazing designers that are self-taught. So that kind of opens up the flexibility. Cause I think with the, my tribe that I work with, with women physicians, they're all like, I got to go get the degree. Like I'm telling them, yeah. you don't have to, yeah. you don't, you really don't have to, you can be totally successful without it. Yeah. Um, so that's one big thing that I tell them. The other thing is I tell them just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Ask a family member, ask a friend and just get your feet wet. You can charge them, not charge them. It doesn't matter, but actually start going through the process and doing it and see if you really like it, you know, because mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people sort of glamorize the designer job, you know, yes, and it sure. like, seems like glamorous and fun and games. And a lot of it is, but a lot of it's not just yeah. like with any job. There's yeah. a lot, you know, there's always that other side of it. So I think the only way you can really know is just by getting your feet wet and taking action and just start designing for your friends. Yeah, good advice. So those women that you do give this advice to, have they come back and then decided maybe not to pursue design or have they decided like, yeah, this is for me. I want to go all in. I've only, I've heard back from some of them. I don't, so I do know of several who are have actually started their own business like locally designing for people locally. Cause I see her post on okay. Instagram and sharing her designs and she's just one of, she didn't go back to school. She's self-taught. She just said, you know, this is what I want to do. And she just started doing it. So yeah. it's really cool to, to see that. I don't think I've had anybody that has decided to go back and get a degree, but I do have those that are still kind of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know of any that have decided to go back to school and get a degree. Most of them are are kind of testing the waters right now. Okay. And have you created any kind of community for these women that are reaching out to you? Has it been only women or is is it women focused or is it just any? It's women. Yeah. Yeah. Just my house calls for physicians. 
I have not actually, I've thought about it because I keep getting people reaching out. So um, most of the time it's just one-on-one quick Zooms or phone calls and and they'll pick my brain um, and then maybe a few follow-up emails. But right now I don't have any specific resources for that. Yeah. I just thought it could be a, you know, an avenue for you because a lot of these women already connected via those Facebook groups that were so mm-hmm. tight knit and that if you had one perhaps for physicians who turn designers, yeah. you know, could all support. Absolutely. I mean, no, that's like a great, great yeah, idea. Completely yeah. understand each other's challenges. So your business, House Calls for Physicians, uh, tell me a little bit how specifically you speak to your clients' needs. Is this because you were a physician yourself, so you understand their lifestyle? Is there any specific things they could mm-hmm. just kind of mention that physicians actually need in their homes that other designers might not be aware of? Right. That's a great question. A lot of people ask me like, well, what is it? like is it different like designing for physicians and the bottom line is not not a lot different um i think that most of it comes in is having a designer that understands kind of your lifestyle because mm-hmm. i do think that that high stress you know i mean it is stressful and busy especially with the culture of medicine there's a, like it is today there's a lot of burnout there's yeah. a lot of decision fatigue so because i've walked that path i get it And I also make myself available, you know, if it's a Friday night at 7 p.m. and that's the only time you can meet with me for your consult, Mm -hmm. I will do that because I totally get it. I've been there. Oh, that's nice. So that's a big part of it. But also, I think it's kind of my way of being involved, I guess, indirectly involved in medicine because I feel like that so many women physicians are burned out. Mm -hmm. There's a really, you know, the suicide rate among physicians is higher. And so, you know, I'm not seeing patients in a clinic, but I'm helping nurture those women physicians in creating a home that when they come home, they can really relax in, they can recharge, they can connect with their family, which is a big part of physician wellness. Yeah. And that's really a big part of anybody's wellness. Right. But, you know, I'm not seeing patients in clinic anymore, but I can give back indirectly through serving those physicians that are seeing patients in clinic. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, you know, design differences, there are some things, you know, my husband is an emergency medicine physician and he works almost all all night shifts. So I see women that either work night shifts or need do radiology telemedicine. So they need a workspace from home that's completely blacked out. Okay. So, you know, day sleeping and creating a bedroom that's you're not going to wake up if you hear your kid down the down the hallway right. and it's completely conducive to good sleep. Those are a few things that are, I think, come into play that are a little bit different for physician, you know, certain groups of physicians than like the general population. Yeah. So did you use your own home as like testing ground for yes. a different product? And, you know, because oh you're my living gosh. through it. So, <laughs> Yeah. And he's, you know, he's always worked almost all night shifts. So this was even okay. back before I went back and got my design degree and really okay. started studying design. So we tried everything. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been through all these, you know, and now I've got, you know, really good recommendations in terms of how to, you know, soundproof and lightproof your room that have evolved over the years and things like that. So. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, so many details there. That's great. <laughs> So any other advice you have for someone who wants to transition to their second career and build their business later in life? 
Yeah. So I think one thing I would say is that, it, and I truly believe this, like it's never too late to change paths. Yeah. You're never too old. So, you know, I feel like I'm almost 50 and I'm just getting started <laughs> because, you know, I did spend, you know, my priority, my kids are about to leave for college now, but it was family. And now it's time for me to really work on my business. So it's never too late. And the other thing is that I think we often get wrapped up in thinking like there's one right path or one right way to do things or a certain order. Like I do, I create my LLC, do I get my business, you know, all those little steps, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're someone that's not, that's never, I was completely from a non-business background. I had no clue I was doing, but I think we often think like there's a right way. And I think that realizing that there's no set path that Mm -hmm. you have to find, you create your own path. And the most important thing is just to continue taking action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just what is the next? Because I always ask myself, like when creating my business, like what's the next thing I need to do? Mm-hmm. Do that. What's the next thing? Like there's not a, a right or a wrong way. It's just creating and finding out what works for you. Yeah. I like that approach and mindset, like continuing to grow and expand and, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe pivoting your business to work for you or adding on different revenue streams like the course. Right. So what's the next thing for you and your business? Yeah. So the next thing is I'm going to launch a podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Coming soon called The Design Doctor. Oh, I love it. And that's, uh, we'll be talking about, I'm I'm actually a certified life coach from the Life Coach School also. So we're going to be talking about a lot about the drama that comes up when you go to renovate a space, Mm. to build a new house, even if you're just doing something as simple as just giving your room a facelift, a lot of people get stuck with decision fatigue and analysis paralysis. Like there's so much to choose from. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's a lot of mental drama that comes up. So we're going to talk through a lot of those types of things on yeah. the podcast. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to be listening to that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I just had an inquiry from a client the other day and on her form, she wrote, help, I have analysis paralysis. I yeah. can't move forward with my project. So yeah, that comes up all the time. I'm sure everyone will be wanting to listen to the design doctors. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love that. Well, definitely post the links for your website. And then so when the podcast is launched, people can find that there. And also for your course, if anyone listening is interested in taking that, that'd be great. So, okay, great. And how can, where do we find you on socials? And Yeah. So you can find me, my website is housecallsforphysicians.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Krisha Palmer MD on Facebook. If you happen to be a woman physician listening to this, um, you can find my Facebook group, uh, House Calls for Physicians. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, Krisha. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Yeah, thanks. It's been great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. I think Krisha's niche is so fun. And it just shows you how your own personal experiences can really help you niche down and to speak authentically to the market that you can reach on a personal level, I mean, really understanding 
the needs of her clients because of her own experiences. And so awesome. You're also going to check her out. Um, I've been watching her on TikTok. She has some great TikToks that you can check her out. And so we'll put all of her contact information in our show notes. You can find that at rwardesign.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to leave me a five-star rating and review. I love getting your reviews and hearing what it is that you love about Design Curious. And if you want to reach out to me, you can email me, podcast at rwarddesign.com. You can also find me on Instagram at rwarddesign, and I love connecting with people there. So stay tuned for next week, another great episode on Design Curious. Next week, we're talking about the pros and cons of residential design. And so you might want to stick around for that to discover if interior design is the career for you. And until then, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.